the thoughts and ideas can be captured and expressed. Favorite quotes can be logged and sacred papers stored. It has sundry textures to entertain your sen senses and treasures secretly nestled inside. It is a journey of discovery uh, of this journal and maybe even to, into oneself. It is a keepsake, an heirloom treasure, something to be gifted, passed down, shared, or kept private. It has many tuck spots and pockets and little hideaways to house your notions. Journaling cards, vintage stationery, and mini notebooks abound to give even more writing and journaling spaces. This journal is truly one of a kind on this earth. There are no two the same. Each one is made individually at time by myself to truly focus on the nature and spirit of this particular journal. I hope you thoroughly enjoy this journal and it has made its long and happy journey to you. Um, and may it bring you peace and joy. And um, I sign it. And so, um, yes, I'd like to put that out there for everybody. So uh, you can make your own uh, personal note from the bookmaker. Uh, I think it's a fabulous little touch to add to your journals. And thank you, Jibid, for inspiring me to write my own. So the way that came about was uh, Jibid offered out of the kindness of her heart uh, to let everybody use hers for free. And the day when I finally sat down, I got my little bottom in my, my craft room uh, chair, and I was ready to uh, find Jibid Neary's uh, uh, free example note. I couldn't find it at all. I looked all over the internet, and for some reason, I know it's out there, but it evaded me. Um, I thought, I, I just I have to put on my big girl pants and write my own. And uh, so this is what I came up with. And um, so I encourage you to uh, consider adding something like that if you find it of value. But, um, you know, maybe you hang out in circles where everybody knows what a junk journal is and it's, it's not really even an issue. Um, yeah, so uh, this has been fun exploring this little uh, thought with you. And, uh, you know, for those of us who are paper addicts, I kind of like to say that, uh, you know, what's the biggest risk about being a paper addict? Well, you know, you might get a few paper cuts along the way, and, and that's pretty much the worst of it, uh, other than being crowded out by any hoarding tendencies and a uh, fire risk, possibly. But, uh, you know, if you turn them into journals and you release them into the world to inspire others, then maybe that's a good thing. And it keeps us off the streets. You know, and it also keeps us away from too much screen time where we're actually making something with our hands. And uh, I think that's a nice thing. I think it's a nice thing to continually work with fine dexterity, use your fingers to cut and glue and sew and tear and rip and play with fabrics uh, on your journals and uh, learn new skills. I think this is very important, especially as, uh, you know, we go through life. Uh, you think that at some point you're done and you've just, you know, you're at a point where, okay, I've worked and I've, you know, had the family life and do all the stuff. And then, you know, maybe you're getting closer to retirement possibly. And you're thinking now what, now what? And now I finally have some time to myself, or, um, maybe I, I'm, have little slivers of time or, you know what? I don't have any time, but I've declared I'm going to make the time for myself because I need some unwind time where I just go down a little rabbit hole of, uh, papers and crafting and uh, you just you know you just get lost in the process and hours out I'm sure you can all relate to this hours fly by and you have no idea how that happened it they just they're gone and um, next thing you know you've got a journal 
So uh, I've just, I have a YouTube channel called The Paper Outpost, and I just put out a three-part series of how to make a junk journal out of an old book. And uh, it's a very simple way to make one, but it'll certainly get you started within a couple hours. You'll have your book constructed, and then you can have all the fun uh, decorating the book. So I hope you um, check that out and enjoy that series. And, uh, you know, um, I think that there are so many fun things to consider when we're crafting and we're having a good time and we keep focused in front of us that it's got to be fun. Make sure you're having fun at it. It's okay if a little frustration slips in, but remember, if it gets overwhelming, just get up, go, go walk around your house, get a little snack, come back and look at it with new fresh eyes because... Odds are you're, you're going to see something you didn't see before. And that, that collage that came out like a colossal calamity may have hope. And sometimes it's only a matter of putting one little extra embellishment or one little extra piece of ephemera in a certain angle on a certain corner. And uh, all of a sudden it takes on new life. So uh, don't give up on your old projects. I know lots of us have what I call the, the unfinished collection. The unfinished collection of projects that sit on top of the tables uh, collecting dust. Uh, sometimes it's fun just to commit to yourself, okay, today I'm going to finish one of those. I'm just going to go in there and I'm going to grab it and I'm just going to sit down with it and spend a few hours with it, massaging it and uh, just saying, you know what, I'm going, to, I'm going to try something I've never tried before. I'm going to try a new little craft or a new little skill or maybe a new product and or you know what new colors like if you're afraid to use certain colors because you're always feeling safe with your favorite safety colors maybe it's time to pull out some new colors and try and make something with that I made a red and black journal once which I rarely use red other than around Christmas time apparently but um and it's you know not my normal my normal uh frequency, I guess. But uh, um, it actually, it came out, uh, I liked it when it was done. I was like, huh, I never thought I would, you know, but I would have never even had that experience, um, you know, if I had never given it a try. So I encourage you to, you know, just roll up those sleeves, put some good music on, and uh, just kick back and have a good time and do your thing. And uh, always, always know in your heart that crafting time is always time well spent. So I'm going to leave it there, and uh, this has been fun, just uh, paper chatting with everybody. Uh, I hope you like this, uh, the Paper Outpost, the Joy of Junk Journals podcast. Uh, uh, this is a lot of fun for me because I can talk junk journals until the cows come home, and uh, I, uh, I, I just hope you guys enjoy this. It's been fun for me so far, so we're going to just take this and see where it goes. So episode three will be coming out soon sometime, and um, I'll keep you posted. Check me out at um, The Paper Outpost on um, YouTube, and I also have Instagram and Pinterest, and there's a Facebook page, and I love to see if you guys make things. Please post them to the Facebook page. I do put below all my videos on YouTube um, the common uh, uh tools and products that I use and uh, uh, they're very um, uh, basic and uh, honestly a lot of stuff you, you probably have around your house somewhere if you look around you, you got a lot of stuff to play with so I've got a lot of topics uh, to talk about and um, you know I thought this would be uh, kind of awkward and hard at first like how I'm how am I going to talk about stuff when uh, I don't actually 
Uh, I'm not making something, but you know, apparently my uh, my brain and mouth <laughs> don't don't actually need to be making something. We could talk junk journals till the cows come home. So uh, I'll be talking with you soon, folks. And uh, you have an awesome crafting day, everybody. And take care and uh, be well. Take care, everyone. Bye bye. Hi everyone, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and today we are paper chatting. We are paper chatting about everything junk journals. So snuggle in, uh, sit back for the ride, and um, let's talk some paper stuff. If you're like me, you may be a little bit of a paper addict, and I have to admit that I, I, I think I am. I uh, really like the feel and the touch and, and the crinklies of paper. I have been known to go into old bookstores and just feel the old paper books and uh, and the papers in the books. Um, when you go through old books, they, they used a different quality of paper back then. It's just amazing, this, this, this uh, I don't know, it has a bit more of a porous, uh, rough edge to it, a rough feel to it. It just feels really good in the hand. Uh, and there's so many different kinds of papers that were used in the old books. It's, it's like, uh, I feel like a kid in a candy store in an old bookstore. I could just ru- rummage through there for hours and come out with way too many books that I have to somehow find room for in my garage or my craft room. And uh, I cannot tell you how many times I've had to reorganize and clean things and, uh, you know, pare things down because I just really had a good time uh, involved in the hunt for just the papers that are going to go in the junk journals. Um, And uh, papers don't have to be old. They can be new. Uh, Technically, um, there's these words tossed around, ephemera and embellishments. And from uh, my understanding, uh, ephemera, uh, I looked it up, honestly, and ephemera is um, any kind of paper paper piece or something that is meant to be used for a very short time and then discarded. Often things that are uh, like propaganda papers from the old days, they would drop from the sky and everybody would read it and then you just throw it away. Um, you know, any little like napkins that have uh, a stamp on them from a company, uh, you know, it can be anything, it can be postcards and um, matchbooks and uh, business cards and greeting cards and things like that. So, uh, but really, I think the junk journaler, the whole junk journal world has taken the idea of ephemera and just run with it. And, and we are using everything from today's age to uh, hundreds of years ago. And uh, we're, we're capturing these little pieces of time. And when you really think about it, it's like taking a little peek back into another time when you're looking at this stuff and you, you're thinking to yourself, who held this, you know? 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, what was their life like? What, what did they do? What were they thinking when they had this in their hand? What companies were popular back then? What were people doing in their spare time? I mean, so much of this um, ephemera uh, really is a historical journey. And um, I have been collecting ephemera uh, for several years now, and I've been having a blast doing it. Um, I look for it everywhere I go. Often I get asked, where do you find it? Where do you get it? Where do you get it? And uh, pretty much uh, my main uh, poll place is uh, family, friends. Uh, I rummage through my house and I look in every drawer and every, uh, you know, closet and the attic, a basement, whatever, whatever is available. I'll look. I'll ask neighbors. 
Uh, do you have any old boxes of papers you don't need anymore? And um, uh, that's a great source. People are, are constantly trying to clean out their places, and they're more than happy to get rid of old papers. Um, especially, oh, old biz, uh, businesses uh, often have stacks of papers that are often defunct, and they don't need them anymore. Uh, now that many uh, businesses are converting to digital uh, logs, uh, accounting, and things like that, everything's everybody's using their computer now, so people don't use as much paper anymore. And also um, antique stores, oh, garage sales, estate sales, uh, thrift stores. Uh, thrift stores will always bring you a lower price for, um, not bring you, but you'll pay a lower price for papers and things like that than you will at an antique store, uh, unless you're a super good negotiator. Um, buy in bulk if you can, you'll get a better deal. And always good old eBay. You can buy some nice uh, 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 ephemera on eBay. And uh, sometimes people are just getting rid of the stuff. They don't want it anymore. So uh, you kind of got to, you know, look around and just uh, kind of see what's out there. Uh, but there's tons of this stuff. And it also, you know, this this era of paper is disappearing very quickly. I mean, kids that are in school today don't write on paper as much as they used to. They use iPads and they use computers and they use their laptops and uh, the Time of paper is quickly, quickly disappearing. And I think I said that the trees are probably happy about that. But um, a huge, a huge part of our history is also disappearing with that. So when you think about it, I don't know if you've ever had a situation where somebody passed away and you inherited their their stuff. I don't mean all their money, but the, their stuff. And uh, there you are faced with, you know, going through all this stuff. And it's, a, it's a, often a big pile of papers and um, also a bunch of photos. And the photos are also disappearing. Um, you know, it kind of makes you wonder, you know, once we all pass away and all our photos are on the uh, digital world, um, will anybody but even know they're there unless we've posted them on Facebook or something? But if they're living in the cloud on a computer, all this beautiful history uh, is is just because it's out of our reach once it's in the digital world if you don't have the passwords and the connections and all of that to it. So with that being said, uh, I find that uh, for me, the making of the junk journal and being able to put little pieces of ephemera inside uh, makes me feel good about passing down some history Uh, maybe having somebody else's eyes opened up to the way a time or a life was uh, way back when or how it was different and uh, I like to collect a lot of old pieces of paper um, some back from the 1800s I've got some back from the 1600s actually actually Um, but uh, some of them I just think uh, You know, I can only collect so much and then I run out of space too. And I can't sit there and oogle over every every piece of paper 24-7. I need to get this into the hands of other people. So um, that's why I put it in my journals uh, and uh, I want to get them out there so that um, other people can also learn about the history. But that being aside... Uh, then there's the other word, embellishment, okay? Ephemera and embellishment are often used uh, interchangeably, and it, it really doesn't matter, honestly. Um, the thing is, with embellishments, basically just means you're trying to make something prettier than it was without the embellishment. Um, so uh, anything you're doing that's making something more attractive to your eye uh, would be an embellishment, and sometimes it's ephemera that's doing that, or sometimes it's just a pretty little... Um, 
blob of stickles or liquid pearls that's an embellishment or it's a little notebook you made and you're tucking it in there or you're gluing down a little heart or something like that and you're just you're just waking up the spirit of the book that you're uh, creating and um uh, sometimes through these uh, embellishments, we we develop a soul for the book. I might call it that. But uh, sometimes as you're going, you're not even sure the direction you're taking with your embellishments. And then all of a sudden the book will start making itself. It starts to take on its own persona and uh, you'll feel uh, the direction of the book. Sometimes you go in with a pre-planned idea and how you're going to make a book. Um, and sometimes when you come out of the other end, it doesn't come out at all the way you had planned. And I find this is about 95% of my experience, uh, in making books. I don't know if this happens to you as well, but, uh, um, yeah, I have grand ideas when I go in and I, when I'm coming out the other end, it comes out a completely different way. For example, I, I made a, uh, what I was thinking was going to be a winter, Christmas pastel style journal. But then as I started making the journal, um, the pastel, I did use pastel colors, but there, there was a lot of inking that was involved. And then all of a sudden it started to look more vintage and distressed and antiqued. And I liked the look. It was like a antiqued winter, uh, journal with, uh, some pastel colors mixed in. So it, it changed its character as I was making it and I felt it made the decision. I was merely somebody there gluing the paper uh, papers together. And, um, so that's the fun part of it for me. Um, just watching the journal evolve over time and, uh, take on its own, its own life. Uh, one thing I wanted to share with you, and I'm putting this out there for anybody who's interested. Um, this is free for you. It's the little note that I put in the beginning of my journal. Um, and I'll just read it to you real quick and I'll put it I'm going to make it a, it's already on my Instagram and anybody can copy it and I want to find a good place to put it. Um, I'll, I'll probably put a link to it. Maybe if I can figure out how to do a word document, um, I'll put it uh, below every journal. But I remember there was a wonderful woman named Jibid Neary and you're probably, many of you may know her, but she makes fabulous journals. Very, very intricate. Um, oh, she made this one called the uh, Old Curiosity Shop. Oh my God, this thing is mind blowing when you see it. Um, so check that one out, Jibid. Uh, J-I-B-I-D, I think it is, and N-E-A-R-Y, but Jim and Mary, um, she's a, a woman unto herself. She walks her own path. She's amazing. And uh, she wrote a little note in front of her journal, and I think it inspired so many of us to do this because we all get hit with that question, what what is this? What is this gift you're giving me? This junk journal? I have no idea what to do with this. I'm, I'm really thrilled you gave it to me, but what on earth is this thing? And you can see the look on people's faces when you bring up junk journals or you, um, you give them one as a gift. They're like, Oh, Oh, when they have no idea what it is. <laughs> and, uh, this little note in the front, uh, can really help guide them to, uh, to see the possible value of the book. So I'm just going to give you a quick read through and then I'm going to, um, uh, this is going to be available for everybody. Uh, and I, I want you to be able, you can totally copy the one I write and use it as your own, or you can, uh, change it and make it your own, tweak it, uh, do whatever you want. But what I said was a little about this journal. This journal is meant to be explored, written in, doodled in, a place to log events or hide the little mementos of life. It can be a diary, a planner, an art journal, an inspiration place. The possibilities are endless and it chooses its destiny. For, or for you to choose its destiny. Uh, 